0: All right, my friends, Michael Gebbin here. Super excited to be here uh, for what I call uh, Jumpstart Sessions. Um, And if you are on this right now and you are live, give me a comment, hashtag live. And if you are catching the replay, put hashtag replay. Uh, I'd love to know how many people. I'm always curious how many people are watching live versus how many people catch the replay. So you can put that in there, rock that out for me. Uh, Next, what are we going to talk about today? You know something that's been coming a lot up in the conversations I'm having with my coaching clients is I got too many ideas. And I see this all the time. And uh, I don't know if plague's the right word at this uh, point in time of life, but this idea of, of, of having that be something that shouldn't happen. I think that's part of the thing. I got so many ideas. I don't know what ideas to do. I don't know what ideas to execute on. Uh, there's just too many. There's just too many. And the thing I just said today in a call in a session that I was doing was that I think one part of the problem is to think that we can eliminate the ideas, that we can stop having them come in. We can stop having them, you know, I just had a guy yesterday actually was like, man, I got focused, I got clear, so excited, boom, this buddy of mine pops in and this idea pops in and it it distracts me. And so this idea that we are going to not have any of these ideas and we're not going to be distracted, and how do we stop the, the flow of distracting ideas and only have you know, ideas that are, are going to move us forward in the direction we're going to go. And the thing that that for me, I think, is is really um, really huge to recognize is that the ideas are not going to stop coming. Honestly, problems and challenges are not going to go away. You know, we're, we're, we're living through a time right now that almost no one on earth has experienced anything remotely like this, right, at all. But in regards to looking at it through a lens of another challenge that is, you know, just in the line of all the other challenges that have already um, essentially come up prior to this and will continue to come up after this, when we look at it through that lens and filter, and you start to recognize that challenges are always going to be there, ideas are always going to keep coming. But now what do we do about that? What lens and filter do we put? And everybody who's in video, you know, I got glasses on. My glasses, you know, they're ultimately clear. So, uh, you know, I just see sharper what is already there. It doesn't change color. It doesn't do anything. They're not sunglasses. They're not orange blue blocker glasses. They're just regular glasses. And I see things sharper than I currently see them. But I could put a filter. I could put something there and it would, it would have an effect. It would do something different. And I think a lot of us got blinders on and we're all sorts of distracted and we see things in black and white and we don't think there's multiple ways. I've been telling people recently, I'm like, if you were in Florida and wanted to get to California, then, you know, some would think, well, you could drive potentially. That'll take a long time. A lot of people don't want to make that drive or you jump on a plane. But the reality is it may not be obvious and you may not want to do it, but you could walk, you could get on a bus, you could potentially take a train here and there, you could get in a boat, you could get on a private jet, right? There's lots of other ways you could hitch a ride. There's lots of ways you could get over there. Some are going to take a lot longer than others, right? You could ride your bike, a motorcycle. So you get the point. So a lot of times there's a lot of ways to do something, but we only see things one-dimensional. So for me, you know, we think, oh, ideas are certain things they should or shouldn't happen. You know, if I, <clears throat> if I fix this problem, there won't be any more. But the typical thing is, is our focus is actually on the problem, on the challenge that's right in front of us. But when we remove that, there's typically something that pops back in its place, and it's different. And no longer a year two years, three years, you know, do you realize that there was something that now others still struggle with? It might take them weeks to complete something. Somebody in video recently was saying how they offered a service to some people. And they're like, oh my God, perfect timing. You know, I just spent four hours, you know, doing something that can take the person who's competent at it 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, you know, and, and can do it in a third of the time. So what I found with ideas is not to stop the flow of ideas, not to, bash and beat myself up because I'm getting distracted or I have ideas, but rather to look through, the, look through those ideas through a lens and filter of what's right for me and what's not right for me, and how quickly can I really eliminate things, because what I've found is that it's in the constant addition of problems and challenges, it's in the constant addition of ideas, but never sifting never eliminating, that at times causes the problem. And so, you know, there's been periods in my life where I've taken, like, manic action. I'm just here, there, everywhere. I'm doing all sorts of different things. And if you're enjoying this, give it some likes and love and leave me a comment. Again, if you're watching this live, give me a hashtag live, real simple. And if you're catching the replay, leave hashtag replay. Um, and... Um, so the thing for me that I've started to realize after having lots of data, now some of you were really young potentially, and you just started taking you know, different risks, you started trying different things, you started taking action and, you know, on your ideas, you know maybe early 20s, but some of you, you got a lot of data, right? You've been at this for 10 or 15 years, you've been trying things, and things work, some things don't work, some things never work. And you don't really know why maybe you haven't made the progress that you wish that you could make, right? And part of that problem is that we're always looking at people. A scenario I heard from a good buddy of mine back in the day is this idea that some of us are 18-wheelers and some of us are Ferraris. And if we're an 18-wheeler looking at a Ferrari and we're not quite sure why we can't turn on a dime, why we can't get up to zero to 60 in freaking you know a minute, You know, but yet the the other thing, because you know, when you see that and you know that in life, well, it's obvious. In regards to that metaphor, is obvious, very clear. Most people would understand that an eighteen wheeler ain't going to keep up with a Ferrari. But in our own lives, that's not so clear. We're looking at certain people accomplishing certain things and getting certain results, and we don't quite know why aren't we getting those results. What you don't know and what you don't see is what is that person doing below the surface? What is that person doing behind the scenes that essentially you are not doing, right? So some people, you know, let's just take two people going towards the same path, the same goals and doing the same things. And they're focused, they're focused people, let's just say. And they're focused doing productive activities, moving the needle forward. But one chooses to spend four hours a day Two days a week. And one chooses to spend four hours a day, six days a week. In just one week. let's do my math here, right? Six hours times four, one puts in 24 hours towards that, and one puts in... <laughs> one puts in eight. Right, But that will compound over time if we were able to be consistent with that week in and week out. Both of you working towards the same goal, one might accomplish that goal in six months. The other one, it's not that they wouldn't necessarily complete it, but it might take them two years, just keeping the same rhythm they're on. But as I said, and I see this in a lot of groups, I see this in a lot of places, too many times – The irony of wins, weekly wins, uh, promoting people who are succeeding in things is two things happen. Seems a little odd what I'm about to say potentially, but people are either encouraged or they are discouraged. Now, you'd think that something inspiring, something meant to be encouraging, should encourage everyone, right? But the reality is that I've dealt with so many people, and the truth of the matter is, is not everyone is actually, they're not wired in this frame of, they're not, in this point in time in their life, their wiring is not to be inspired, by things that should inspire them, but rather to be discouraged because they see something. And again, if you're taking it through a lens of comparison, you might think, wow, this person just acted like they just started three months ago. I've been at this three years. How the heck did they do that in three months? And I've been three years. You start to beat yourself up more. You start to knock yourself down. And it's not healthy and it's not productive and it's not helpful. And so for me, what I've recognized with this idea Uh, thing that we're talking about here is that the ideas are going to keep coming and that through my life and through all my data, I can go, well, there's a lot of ideas like I don't do anything with, but they distract me from the mission. They distract me from the goal. And at times that's okay, but at other times it's not. And every time you say yes to something, you say no to something else, right? And so uh, for me, I found that a lot of times I'm more in the vision state, right? In the visionary state. So I do all the things and a lot of us have done version of this, right? We can design a website. I mean, at one point in time, I think I had 80 URLs. I've canceled most of them, but I still have some, but you know, buying URLs, buying business cards, buying websites, designing logos, learning things, buying books, listening to podcasts, buying courses. We do all these things that essentially allow us to feel like we're being productive, when in reality, we're not actually moving the needle at all. And then the more we get those things, you get an idea and then you do the same activities and you do the easy things, right? All the things that is, it, it's easy to, to sit at home and, and learn about it and li- listen and think and, you know, buy courses and, and do all these different things, but we don't take any action on it. And I started to, to have to diagnose, well, why are the things I take action on and why are the things I don't take action on? Right. What does that really look like um, again if you 're enjoying this and you 're on here it looks like there's, there's a number of you on here give it some give it some likes and love because and I'm going to say here give me the hashtag live if you 're catching this live and hashtag replay if you 're catching the replay uh, and then let me know if this is if you're finding something if it 's hitting if it 's something that you 're struggling with and what that question may be um, but I had to start to go okay well when i i 'm not a dream squasher right like i I hate when You know, you're really, really excited about something and you tell someone and then they're like, yeah, that don't work. You can't do that. And they kind of, I call it, you know, dream squash. That always sucks and it always kind of kills people's, you know, momentum to something. And so for me, what I found is that what were the reasons, what were the things that I did that I executed and what were the things that I did nothing with? And what I started to find is that once I got into what some might call reality for Michael Gebbin. I found that essentially the things that I was not taking action on were all the things that really once I got down to what it would take for this idea to become a reality, it took a bunch of activities I wasn't willing to do. And because of that lack of willingness to do it, no matter how great the idea, I I got this from Derek Sivers back in the day, you know, you can have the most, and we've all seen levels of this, you can have the most excellent idea poorly executed, and it's worth not much of anything, especially financially. And then you see people who are like, okay, I mean, uh, you feel like you're got a more excellent version of that product or service or whatever, and you're looking at this person, you're like, how did they achieve that? Like, how is that possible? And this is that below the surface things that you find that isn't being seen when somebody says, I just did this in three months, I went full time. I just did this and I quit my job. I just did this. And, and, and you're like, man, I've been at this for so long. Why have I not getting the results? What you don't see is the actions they've taken below the surface, behind the scenes that you may or may not be taking on a consistent basis and all their background that led them, everybody's got a different story, a different background, depending on you've been doing this for a year. Like, if you've been trying to do whatever you're doing and you're 20, I mean, some maybe started. I, a good friend of mine a long time ago, I mean, he started his production company, he was 13 years old. I started shooting weddings when I was 19. It was already six years in by the time I started, and I was only 19. But some people you just started at 25, 27, 32, whatever it is, but you had prior things. You had prior data of either your job, your career, whatever it is. How do you merge that into what you're now currently trying to do? And how do you do something that you're going to take action on and you're going to be willing to be it and do it consistently so that you get results? And what I find is that for me, I realize that when I get into the nitty gritty, this activity, a lot of you have seen this for a while, right? You, you've, 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 either you're catching this for the first time or you've seen me freaking do, uh, you know, at this point in time, I've done hundreds of hours since the first time I was salivating at the mouth to get access to, to Facebook Live. I have literally done hundreds and hundreds of hours of Facebook Lives at this point in time. And so I always share this video for anybody to see. I'm going to share this. I, I share this all the time. Let's share this for a 2nd we I'll talk about it. In 10 years, I hope to uh, have a very successful business um, with my video production stuff. Um, As you can tell, I'm not the actor. (laughs) Not at all. Um, I I like to be behind the camera in front of this, you know, putting stuff together. An amazing 2011. I started with nothing, and um, I've just surrounded myself with really good people. And, you know, anything's possible. I'm kind of goofy and uh, kind of awkward in front of the camera because, again, I like to be behind it. Hey, everybody. It's Michael Gavin here. and I'm super excited to be with you on Wednesday. We're going to do this video in 60 seconds or less. Thank you very much. Just kidding. All right, let's go at it. So I am fired up. Find what you're passionate about, but keep trying. Even in my trying to find what lights me up, I keep failing. I keep doing things. I keep trying so I can find that thing. <laughs> I love that video. Some of you are new. Some of you have seen it 50 times. It's it's quick 60 seconds. Um, but what I love about that is is that journey. I mean, irony is I'm about to turn 34 years old. So uh, there's actually a, a different presence about me uh, now. I should do one that says 34 because the, Hey, Michael Gambon here! Da, 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 da. I, I don't really usually talk that fast now. I, I, I talk pretty fast, but uh, I've learned to pace myself more. Um, but there's the thing too, right? If you're just catching me today you can be seen a person who is able to speak and articulate in a way that I have no script. I didn't think of, like every word coming out of my mouth was not thought about prior to hitting the live button, right? I didn't meditate on this. I didn't script it. I didn't think about it for an hour. Some could go, wow. Now I used to do that. I go, okay, okay i got to run through this. Okay, let me think about this. Okay, I'm gonna say this. Okay, let me do this. And, and, and that's what I would do. Uh, and then the more I did it, the more I did it, the more I did it, The easier and easier it got, the better and better I got, et cetera, et cetera. So with ideas, I realized, Michael Gebbin, this is what I like to do, whether it's the preacher mode right here. I call this Preacher Gibbs. People call it Preach It. You know, you can hashtag preach. (laughs) Uh, But I digress. Um, But the reality is I really love working one-on-one with people, and that's where I came up with Coaching Your Pocket in the last year and a half, and you can go to coachingyourpocket.net if you want to check that out. I have a trial that you can do. and um but the interesting thing is is that for me in video production I found that okay I get to spend some of my time interacting with people, but I spend a lot of my time doing things that I'm not really too jazzed about. And so I had to keep diagnosing that in life in general, there's a lot of things I'm not really too keen on wanting to do, and I'm not too jazzed about. And so all the ideas I have that would be some were not gonna go anywhere and wouldn't work. But a lot of them, I was more focused on the money than I was, and that wasn't a big enough driving factor for me, that all the activities, all the things necessary to bring that idea to life and to get it to work would mean, now I see, would mean sacrificing other things to make it work if I focused on it, because I now have a belief that I can just about do anything, but in that doing anything, something will suffer. And so I've learned now to be able to eliminate ideas that aren't right for me fairly quickly. It doesn't mean they're bad ideas and it doesn't mean they couldn't make you a lot of money. But if that's your core focus and it's not big enough on your value chain and it's not big enough on your why, then the likelihood that you make that happen short of just wasting a lot of time in your head, right? Being in your head, thinking about it, doing all the learning about it, thinking about it, perfecting when, it, when you do, you'll know, find the perfect time to act. Some people are like, boom, this is the perfect time. I've been waiting for this. I lost my job. Hallelujah. And other people are like, oh my God, well, I don't know what to do now. Guess I'm screwed. But I promise you, if that's some, it doesn't mean you shouldn't, Slow down during this time, maybe. You shouldn't breathe, relax, think, you know. Think about, you know, tweak things, whatever. I'm not saying that you just go 100 miles an hour. But simultaneously, if any of you are of the mindset of, this sucks, you know, and it does. It does. But now we have to shift. Can't control it. Can't change it. Not a lot I can do about it but I can do a lot about how I experience it, think about it, and also simultaneously, the meaning I'm going to give to it. And now what am I going to shift? What am I going to tweak? And what am I going to do about it? And so for me, what I find is, is if you're under a mindset of that, I promise you that it won't change after this. You're just going to continue. And somebody said this to me the other day, you're really good at uh, obliterating, what do you call it, obliterating excuses. I think the person said good. love it. If you're, if you're enjoying this give me a hashtag rock and roll, but if you're catching this live, give me a hashtag live and give me a hashtag uh, replay for catching the replay and give it some likes and love the algorithm likes. It, and I want to make sure these messages hit people and get seen by people. So just interact. Cause you know, the ripple effect of some impact will, uh, will happen versus, uh, sitting, you know, wonderfully listening. And I always appreciate the feedback. Um, But it's a really big thing for me is to recognize that people before, during, and after this will find excuses as to why to not act, why to not do something, why that thing didn't work, to uh, place blame externally at somebody else. And, you know, they don't value me. The pandemic, people won't pay for it. They don't like me. This doesn't work. I'm not good enough yet. I haven't learned enough yet. I don't have a credential yet. I don't have a degree yet. I haven't finished this. I didn't get to finish school now. Like all these things we'll continue to have. Regardless of this, if you're under that mentality, that is the thing that I want to smash out of people. I want them to be able to, yes, it doesn't mean you have no fear. In fact, somebody recently brought up to me this idea that, you know, to have courage means you have a lot of fear, but you do it anyways, right? A person who's fearless doesn't need courage to do something. Once you've done something thousands of times, you don't need courage necessarily to do it. Because at that point in time, potentially, if it doesn't bother you, it doesn't, you're not afraid of it. There's not much courage that's needed to do it. But people who have lots of courage are facing lots of fear. And in that uncertainty and fear, they choose to act anyways, right? There's been so many times in the past that getting on here, you know, I'm like nervous. What are people going to think? What are people going to say? How are they going to judge me? I don't know what to do. Do I say that? If I say that, what do they, you know, and I can go through this and I can feel it. And the funny thing is I can create that, that anxiety or that panic right now by, by going through those emotions or we can stand up and we can be powerful. And that person you saw in that video was a weak person who hadn't done much and is like, well, I, I prefer to be behind, behind the camera. You know, I I don't want to, I don't want to be in front of the camera. Um, So, um, um, Yeah. And then a few years pass, and I get you know what I I I prefer to be in front of the behind the camera (laughs) instead of behind. And you go through that. So all of you are at a different place in your journey from a, a decade, right? That video I showed a decade. Where are you at? And stop comparing yourself to where everyone else is at without knowing anything about their circumstances or situation, the actions they're putting forth, or anything else. And then start to filter. Look at the data you have. Why? When do you act? When do you not act? And, and essentially, are you only finding yourself to stay in a dream phase, in a dream stage and not doing much of the things that are actually going to generate any revenue or going to make any money or move the needle for your life or for your business? Because there's a lot we can do alone. <laughs> I won't get into everything, but there's a lot we can do alone, but there's a lot. We need community. We need connection. We need to be doing something outside of our brain, Right outside of only thinking and listening and watching and observing and maybe and what if and, oh, good for them, but not me. It's like, no, build that muscle. Get that momentum going. You know, the hardest part is to get a train going down the track, but once the train is going, it's hard to stop it. But all of you are either at a complete standstill or you're in motion. And right now, you either hit a brick wall Or you're like, there's a door and there's a door I didn't even know about. A couple weeks ago, I got to try holding, I was supposed to have a live event. The event got canceled. And ultimately from the event getting canceled, I was still just going to show up. It was going to be a two day in-person event. The event um, got canceled, of course. And then I was like, okay, well, I'll just still get on Zoom for the two days for the people who are going to show up and I'll do a bonus session. And and, um, essentially, that was it. And then all of a sudden, some things happened and triggered. And then the day before, I had three people lined up to be guests. And then all of a sudden, I had eight people within 24 hours. And I had people like Parker Walbeck and, 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 uh, Paul Xavier. And, uh, and I had, uh, Brett Culp, who's been in the industry, got celebrity weddings and had his, his films on Hulu and Netflix. And send me a message. Send me a DM if you have interest in that. I'm, I'm giving that, the, all those sessions away right now to anybody who wants to do a free trial of Coach in Your Pocket. There is no obligation. There is no pressure. And a lot of the things that I'm talking about here and a lot of the people who are like, well, I gotta get my website and this and that and I'm not ready. That's what I help with. What can we eliminate? What do we focus on? And and finding that clarity. Maybe you'll sign up, maybe you won't. That's irrelevant right now. My goal is to help you it's called a jump start for a reason. I'm the jump starter, and so I'm playing the long game. But I'm giving all those away. If people want to rock it out. You can go to coachingyourpocket.net or send me a DM. And then once you sign up, whether you use it or not, either it's just my challenge to hopefully you'll use it. And then I'm going to send the links to those eight sessions uh, I have. My man Ryan Hanlon, who gets twenty five thousand to forty thousand dollars for school projects and nonprofits, who just got an incredible deal with self user generated. I sent this to my coaching clients yesterday about the video that he made uh, for a university that led to a five thousand dollar project creating user generated content with iPhones right now or phones in general. Um, and then my man Ronnie Gordon, who does uh, twenty five hundred to forty five hundred a month with freaking stock footage. Here's the key: he's got fourteen thousand clips loaded. He's been consistent since 2016. Eight months, didn't sell one clip. And so my thing there is, is that a reality... Of the eight people I had on, there was this commitment to focus. There was, yeah, they had ideas. Yes, there could have been distractions. Yes, at times they got distracted. But from a business standpoint, if you are wanting to win, trying to believe that you need seven streams of revenue and all these things, it doesn't mean that you won't develop some. But where you put your energy, where you put your focus is where you'll get the results. And what I find is, is if you're not Richard Branson, who's the most incredible delegator on earth and has 300 plus business, maybe not the only one, but has all these businesses, he's just the visionary and puts excellent people in place. But if you're more or less a solo person struggling to do one thing, it ain't going to get better to have five things. And if your focus is on the negative, you're going to get more negative. And if your focus is on the good or what you can learn from this, you're going to find more good. Our brain will always find what we focus on. And so when we focus on the bad and the negative and what's not working, we'll continue to reaffirm the bad, the negative, and what is not working. And so, um, yeah, let's see if there's any questions here. Uh, finally, again, if you're enjoying this, give some likes and love. JT uh, looks like he's saying, how long do you plan to be on being live? Depends on how many little questions pop in here for a second that I'll take. Um, usually I max them out in an hour. Um, and if there's zero interaction, I'll stop sooner. Um, but if you're enjoying this, Give me a little hashtag uh, uh, hashtag rock and roll. Uh, but if you're live, give it a hashtag live. Just a little interaction, so I know you're here. If you're just catching it, I know some people have been on. Some people are coming on and on. Give us some likes and love. And um, let's look in here for a second. So, when we we're no longer able to change the situation, we we're challenged to change ourselves. Yeah, and you know the reality there, Steve. I'm reading that. That's the biggest problem with people. There ain't much we can control an illusion, right? And the thing is, we want everybody else to mold to how we need them to act, what we need them to say. We need them to like us. We need them to like our ideas, right? We need them to do what we want to do. We want the weather to be the way we want to be it. We want, you know, our clients to just automatically pay it. Like they're on and on and on these things that we want the external world to do for us so that then we can be happy, And what my challenge is is to anyone is, can you, and I know you can, but your challenge is for you to be able to find the inner strength, the inner peace, the inner calm. And and, and believe me, my my friends, this isn't not necessarily, it's an easy, it's the easier said than done kind of thing. It can be easy to do. It doesn't mean it's easy to do. And depending on, Uh, I don't know where they're at. Ah, they're right here. These, Right. Right now, we'll see what happens. Yeah, they're not very tangled for the most... Well, here we go. You can kind of see. i am still got a little... Let's go slow. That was my point. All right. So this cable is not very... It wasn't very tangled. And then once I slowed down for just a second, I got it untangled pretty quickly. But if it gets super tangled up, which I don't even know. I had it one time, and it was so jacked up, I couldn't... I don't even know if I can jack it up myself. But, um, you know, it gets all tangled like this, right? And if i go like this, now I can't get it. Now I got to see, right? I don't need to go through the whole thing right now. I don't want to spend five minutes demonstrating how to untangle a cord. But my point about it is, is I don't know, again, based on this call, your upbringing, your circumstances, your situations, they do mold us. Absolutely. Um, we shouldn't blame them, but we can use them in an empowering way. But depending on how old one is and their circumstances and their situation and their upbringing and all the things that have happened throughout their life, sometimes this cord gets really, really tangled up. And when the cord gets really, really tangled up, it can be a little bit more difficult to untangle that cord. Um, Some people untangle pretty quickly when something like this happens, a big inciting incident like this pandemic, and then boom, all of a sudden, you're changing direction in an instant, right? So many things in our world that were, were said that it could never be possible is now possible within a month right? And so it's amazing when forced, what we'll do as a human race or as a single individual. So anything is possible in an instant. It's just how deeply rooted are we into these patterns, into these stories, into these things. I used to talk so much about the past and acting like almost all my success was in the past, but I wasn't finding success in the present. And so one of those things is that the more tangled up that cord, the more difficult at times it can be to untangle it. And it might just take a little longer. And that's where some of you in, in your journey with your ideas and your, your progress and what you're doing, you're all at different pages, places, but some of you are tangling up your cords even more every day. And then you get so frustrated that you don't slow down. I remember in 2018, I was the most tangled up I'd ever been. And somebody, multiple people, it's one of the things that got me emotional. I was trying to do more, 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 achieve more, more, more. It wasn't working. uncomfortable? Had to slow down. Had to slow down to speed up. To untangle this cord, you need to slow down. I need to look at it objectively. See, okay, here's that. Okay. Let's see here. Pull that out. Okay. Go there, okay. Okay, we're gonna slow down for all of you. Some of you are like, what is going on? Right, get that through there. Almost done, still got a little, oh, we got a little tangle there, right? So we're gonna take that. You can see it, because I'm slowing down. All right, there we go, it's untangled again. Now, some of you caught me when I was kind of screwing around with it, got it tangled up, and I'm like, oh, this is stuck, and I put it down, because I didn't want to slow down in that moment, didn't want to make it uncomfortable in that moment for people to sit and watch me do the cord, but now it felt right, and so slowing down was a big thing. Sometimes in society, we're being taught to speed up, speed up, speed up, go, 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 sometimes you need to slow down. If there's a good time to do it, it's right now. Some of you are ready to speed up. this is perfect timing. For everyone, it's different. That's why I'm very nuanced with the work that I do, right? But the thing is, is that um, there's not a lot we can control, but we can control our daily actions. We can control our thoughts. We can control how we react to things. And um, if you stop having your happiness tied to external circumstances, your money, your income, your relationships, the weather, all these things, it's a lot easier to find joy a lot, a, a lot more regularly. And that's what I found in my own life. Uh, when it was tied to success of business, once business is booming, you're happy. And when business isn't, you're depressed. It's hard to get positive results and positive momentum from a place of depression. Now, you would argue then if you're in that state, how do you get out of it? Well, there's plenty of the, the the positive things haven't left you. You've just forgotten about them and you're not focusing on them. There can be music, there can be movies, there can be people. I mean, that's what I've come to do for people. Some people need someone to believe in them. When they don't believe in themselves and they're in the deepest dog manure there is, sometimes it's really nice to have somebody else be encouraging to lift you up who's objective, who's not your wife, or your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your, your, your best friend, because you think, ah, well, yeah, they know me. So that's one of the things as a jump starter, right, coach, whatever word you want to give it me, it's the jump starter, right, is that jumping people back up, your battery got a little drained, it needs to boost, I'm really good at that. And I used to not say it that way, because I'm like, I don't want to sound arrogant, I don't want to sound egotistical, but it's true. And through my life, I've had levels of having, as you saw in that video earlier, no confidence, a lot of confidence, no confidence, a lot of confidence. And those things, you know, shift throughout time. And some things shake us up and we lose that. And we need a little boost. We need a jump start from time to time. And so for me, the positivity, the optimism is always there. Right? It's just we're choosing to not look at, think about, or focus on anything that brings us any joy. And we just focus on that didn't work and now, ugh. and then, you know, you perpetuate all the things not working. So I think I'm going to wrap this up unless I notice anything else anywhere. Um, I appreciate to being on here today, if you haven't already checked out, I release these also on uh, my podcast, on all podcast platforms, jumpstartsessions.net. So you can go there and that'll link it up. There's You can watch stuff there, but ultimately that'll link it up to all the, the places where you can go to your favorite platform and, and type in Jumpstart Sessions. You'll see a, a thumbs up from me and a yellow background. And, uh, I highly encourage you to check that out. There's over 40 episodes on there. And then again, for anybody who, who wants that extra support and help, um, coach in your pocket, you know, and I've had people, uh, what I, I say when people are afraid of, of doing something like that right now, or they don't feel like they're ready. Um, you know what I've started to really say to people, and I'll kind of end on this story is sometimes opportunity is staring you right, right in the face not necessarily saying that i'm this huge opportunity but take it for whatever you want to say there but <laughs> opportunity is right in front of you but you are so blind to it you are moving so fast and you're so chaotic that you have no idea that it's right in front of you and i've had this happen many times and i was in an uber car drive uh, back in um january and i was with a guy we were having this guy started crying he's like oh my god man i can't believe what you're saying this is just hitting me you have no idea my story and he keeps telling me he's like you're firing me up and i'm going i'm going i'm fired up myself and i'm like man we should just go to dinner i gotta go pick up my buddy we'll go to dinner and he instantly was like man i got bills to pay I, i can't do that i'm sorry i thought okay okay and so we kept going pull up to my buddy And then I'm like, well, you just take us to our place to eat. So we at least keep the conversation going. And he tells us this whole thing about his idea that he had uh, in Arizona for this this wing fest and all this stuff. And he's telling us about it. And then he takes me and my buddy and gets in the car and we're driving. And finally, I just go, you know what, man? I I said, I don't know what you thought you were going to make off of tips or whatever for the rest of the evening, but I'm going to give you 150 bucks. And hopefully that'll be enough for you to, to stop this, you know, stop your thing. Oh, he goes, I stopped the meter. So he stops the meter. We go out to dinner with this guy. We hit it off. Great chat. Awesome guy. Uh, great idea. And um, at dinner, he's telling me about a buddy. And he says, you know, I got this buddy. And, you know, he's, he's got these ideas. He's telling me. It's, it's ironic how well he knows this person. A lot of times when we're telling stories about other people, it's because we know those people really well. Why do we know them so well? Because they're us. So he's telling this story about, this guy's got these ideas, da da and I'm telling my buddy, I'm like, man, you just got to go for it. You just got to do it. You know, you got you to take risks. And I stopped him and I said, for one second, do you remember what, uh, do you remember what you, uh, you said earlier today for what we're doing right now? I asked you, want to go to dinner? And what'd you say? He said, I want to pay the, I got to pay the bills. I'm like, yeah. And you're only here right now because I'm paying your bill. (laughs) And the funny thing is though, is that I brought to his awareness that at times we're really frustrated in other people because they're not doing the things we're telling them to do. My friend won't quit his job. My friend won't take action. This person won't do that. And they won't do this. It's because they know you're full of crap. Because they look at a person who isn't taking action, who isn't going for their dream, who hasn't quit their job. It's really difficult to inspire people to do something, to do something that you're not willing to do yourself. And if there's one thing that I found is that through my years, I have fallen on my face I want too many. Maybe this is maybe not the right context what we're talking about here, but I've fallen a lot, even in public, right? Uh, publicly on the internet, Facebook, wherever. And I've said, st- what some could argue stupid things in front of people in public, um, but I keep moving. Most people know my intent, know my heart. Some don't. Some just met me. But the thing is, I've been able to get people to take those actions they haven't taken to get results they haven't gotten because they don't see a person who isn't doing what they're asking them to be done. And so if you want people to do things, if you want to inspire, then be the example. I don't remember who said it. Somebody said it. Not my my language, is but it's true, right? Be that example. So if you want any of that support, feel like it's the right opportunity, it is the right time. The right time is now. Try coaching your pocket. Uh, send me a message, coachingyourpocket.net. You can check that out there. It's a really easy process. We can be rocking and rolling on Boxer in 10 minutes. So anyways, that's all I got though now for now, my friends. I hope you found that helpful. I hope you found that enjoyable. And uh, maybe one day I'll be connecting with one of you. So uh, have a phenomenal, phenomenal day. Give it some likes and love. If you're catching this live and you enjoyed it, give me a rock and roll in the comments if you found this valuable. Or give me a hashtag valuable if you loved it. So appreciate you, my friends. I wish you the absolute best. And uh, have an incredible day. We'll talk soon.